0: This is the Freedom After podcast by the Nelson Mandela Foundation. My name is Nawo Mokhopa and you're listening to Mpume Mtombeni. There's, There's a conflict in my heart when it comes to religion and culture there's that confliction. Sometimes I think I'm free, then I question myself about religion, about, you you know, when you hear people, sometimes you hear people and, and you see people being raised in a religious manner and maybe they are well behaved in that religious manner and you are questioning religion and you see someone, you know, it's that, like, following culture or religion, um, believing in God or believing in your ancestors. They, 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 I, should, I should put it that way. Okay, Believing in God or believing in your ancestors. How do you choose? Is God above? So there, there are questions in my heart. Is God above the, the ancestors or there's no God? Hmm. There's just the ancestors. What is there? Hmm. When I die now, where am I going? I've seen people, I've heard people talking, like before they pass on, they see their mothers and they say, oh, ma, oh, baba. And then a few hours later, they are gone. So I now believe, oh, people go back to their ancestors. So then what about God? Sure, that that for me, I still can't find balance. I, I still can't find it. It's Yeah. One thing that I was unfree from, I grew up as a tomboy. When I was, I remember when I was around eight or nine, at home, they were going to a Zionist church. And I would pray. Really, I wanted to become a boy. I would pray that, I I thought it was something that you could pray because they said prayer. You pray and you get answers. Mm -hmm. I thought I could pray myself to become a boy. I would pray that, Ngulungulu, please, tomorrow let me wake up and, and find myself that I'm a boy. Mm. And then I would wake up in the morning I would check myself how I'm still a girl. Mm. I was a child, so I didn't understand. I struggled with that because I was playing with boys. I was playing boy games. I was... Like, I was interested in doing the yard. I was interested in fixing the cupboards whenever they were falling apart. And I was the only child mm. um, at the time. Uh, there was my mom and my dad, and I was the only child. And imagine my, my father, a Zulu man, mm. giving birth to this child who wants to play with boys. With, and this is a girl. I was told so many times that you're a girl. Behave like a girl. Even though they made me wear pinafores, those, those pinafores, I'd rather, when I was when I was young, I'd rather wear a vest and a panty only, instead of wearing a dress, mm. because I hated dresses. I didn't like them. I didn't feel good in them. So I struggled. I started having, you know, when you are a child, you you you, you have crushes and stuff. My crushes were girls. Mm. <laughs> My crushes were little girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a crush in primary school, mm. and because at that time you couldn't be free, you couldn't mm. you couldn't be yourself. You had to like conform to. Like the the society says, you're a girl. You have to be a girl. And I thought there was something wrong with me. Mm. This girl, I asked her to become my what? My my child. There was a thing Mm -hmm. uh, when we were growing up where we'd ask someone who's So I asked that girl to be niyami meanwhile inside i'm thinking if if i was a guy i would marry this child i I love her Mm. i love her in that sense i don't love her in the sense of a mother this thing that i'm asking her to become my child no Mm. because i was in standard five she was in standard three i loved that 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 child even when i was out of school and and i was working Mm. i would still visit her and and buy her nice stuff and because she was my child and we had a relationship until until she passed on. But inside me was like, if I was a boy. And there are women in in my neighborhood who I would look and think, if I was a boy. If I was a boy. But I had to conform and and be a woman. My dad had his own uh, version of Mpume and his own expectations from me. And not going to school Mm -hmm. and um, stopping me from doing. I wanted to join a band that was in my neighborhood because I loved Brenda Farsi so much. I wanted to sing and my father said no. At school, I was very active as an athlete. I I, I used to run. I had speed. When I was um, exercising one time in a ground, exercising for schools, sports, a man saw me, who was who was leading Umlazi Athletics Club, okay, and he said, okay, and he had a stopwatch. He said, okay, can you run twice for me? And I ran twice. Mm. He's like, you, you've got potential. Wow. Well, um, uh, don't you wanna join Umlazi Athletics Club? Wow. I was like, yes, I would love to. I came back and told my dad. My dad was like, no, you can't do that. You can't be running, you're a woman. There was a guy, who was doing karate, because I was flexible also. I would do a stretch, I would stand on my, on my hands and walk on my hands, the way I'm so, I was so flexible. I would do somersaults, I was that kind of a child. I even asked that guy, I said, you know what, because my dad would say no, my dad was the priest. Please, let's do the classes at home in the yard. So the guy came, and the other girl, other uh, people from uh, other children from the um, from the community came. We're doing this class, and then once my dad, I think we did three or four classes. Once my dad saw that, he called me and said, "What are you doing?" Uh Like uh, we are doing karate. He's like, "No, you're a girl. You can't be doing. You can't be stretching legs like that. Uh You can't be opening legs like that." He kept on blocking me. And then we stopped. I told that guy, we can't do it anymore. And then after matric, I wanted to go to university to go and study. I wanted to do social sciences. Mm. My dad said, no, you're a girl. And he was the one who could afford to pay for my university fees because mm. my mom couldn't afford. Yeah. He said, no, you're a girl. If I take you to university, you're gonna have a degree and you're gonna work and you're gonna get married and you're gonna enrich that family, not me. So, you're a girl, you can't. Me and my friends, we had just finished matric, we went to look for work at factories around Chatsworth in Durban, where they were sewing stuff. I got the job. I com- came back home and told them that i I've been hired, my dad watched, ha seven You're not going there. I cried. Yo. I was like, but dad, what do you want from me? Like everything that I'm trying to do, like you're blocking me from doing what I want. I, I didn't care if he was going to beat me or not, because mm-hmm. he was he was he could beat my mom, like he would beat my mom. So I was very scared of him. We were scared of him. Whenever he came back from work, the, the, the mood will change inside the house. He was there. Whenever he was out, everyone was happy. So I was scared, but I just said, no, you can't be doing this to me. I don't know what you want. So when the opportunity came for me to go and study drama, and I came back and I told them, that I've now found an opportunity to study drama. It was an outreach program Mm. that the Playhouse Company was doing. Yes. Yes. So I went there to do auditions and I was chosen. Came back and I told them I'm starting on Monday. My dad was like, what is this Playhouse? What is this? What are you doing? Like, it's like theater and like, what theater? What theater? I tried to explain to him like we're going to be doing plays, we're going to be performing. He didn't understand. He was like, "I ah, know." I was like, I was like, "That that's like that, that that that's like the final blow for me." I was like, "I don't care if even if he doesn't speak to me, I don't care. I'm just going there." Yeah. Luckily, they were giving us a stipend, transport money. So I didn't bother him with transport money. I just went to the playhouse, mm. and and one thing, inside our house we were Zion, we were Zionists. My dad was the priest, and church was happening right at, in in our lounge mm. every Wednesday, mm. every Home yes, every Sunday. So now that I was at the playhouse, mm. and one guy started to preach about me in church Mm. that and it don't be like who go to the beer house and spreading legs in the air yo my dad after that he called me to the bedroom and he said what are you doing at the beer house he they called it the beer house i don't know where this guy found the beer house i was like but but it's playhouse it's not beer house Mm -hmm. you're spreading legs in there you're no more going there I kept quiet and I went and cried. The following day I woke up, I went to the Playhouse. What I would do, because church was at home, we would go to classes from nine to five. After five, I would wait for a half past seven show at the Playhouse and watch a show. Then I asked the Playhouse to hire me as an usher, to work as an usher. So I would work as an usher, and then the show would be finished by 10. I would be taking a bus at 10 and arriving at home at 11. Mm. By the time I arrived at home at the gate, the Zionists are coming out and I'm coming in. They would look at me as this child who does not respect and her dad is a priest. That was it for me. It was like, because even the questions that I kept on asking as a child about going to church, questioning things like the Bible, Mm. every time I was shut down, every time I wouldn't get an answer. They say, no, you're demonic. You can't be asking this. I'll be like, this Bible that we are reading, why are we wearing uniforms? The white person who brought this Bible is sitting there at the beach, um, <laughs> sun turning. <laughs> and why? Why is it on... Don't you think that the, the white people are uh, are sending us away from the beach? They want to enjoy the beach on their... They're like, you're demonic. <laughs> That's demons talking to you. You can't question God. You can't question this. Every question that you throw that uh, relates to religion. So my father had his own dreams about me, that I would get married. I only had one boyfriend in my life. And... Start this relationship. It looked like we were we were serious with each other. Forty, it was. I used to enjoy virginity testing because mm. because I never wanted to sleep with anyone anyway. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> okay. So virginity testing was like my thing. They, they they could tell you in the rural areas if you go there. That old Goko who used to check me. Mm. She says she always said, hey, Bube, you never gave us tribal. Mm. Even when you came to visit, I'll come to visit in the rural. Before I leave, I'll go to Gokotel yes. so that she can check me. Mm. And, I check, and I'm like, Yay! <laughs> I'm like, Yay! I'm yeah. a virgin! <laughs> so I was a virgin until I was 22. Mm. Mm. And mm. so mm. my virgin, I broke my virgin at 22. That's when I had a child. And we were serious with this boy. Mm. Um... And then we, we had a second child, but our relationship was like three years. We had two kids in the three years. And then unfortunately he passed away. When he passed away, I was like, ah, I've never even been interested in men anyway. So mm. I, I'm not going back to that life of having a boyfriend. Yeah, I, I don't like it. And uh, things were starting to happen. It was during the 90, 1994, and then I could see now that okay, they are, and, and I was I was also in the industry in the mm. in the arts industry. I was like, oh, okay, oh, these people are called gay people. Oh, okay, mm. oh, maybe these feelings I have, it's because I'm gay. Mm. Oh, okay, okay, I'm gay. All right, okay. I love that so much. was <laughs> just like, oh, okay, I like that. Okay, that's why I've been having these feelings, because I, I thought these feelings were wrong. Mm. I thought, yo, this is like, you're an outcast, you're going to be, your, 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 your family. My dad was very angry with me. Mm. Because after some time when I realized that, oh, okay, these feelings, it's because I'm gay. Okay, there are gay people. So it's, it's something that's there. It's not that I was sick. I'm okay. Then I came out straight away. Mm, mm, mm. So when you talked about the un, what? unfree, unfree. Mm. I was unfree um, wow. when I was younger. Then my freedom came when I came out. Yeah. Yeah. I was free. I didn't care that my father didn't like that. Yeah. I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm living my life. It's the patriarchal society that keeps on forcing women to be what they want them to be. They want to control them. We see a lot of GBV happening in our country right now. We see a lot of women being murdered by their lovers. How can you murder someone that you love? So women, most of the time, they are being shut down. There's no respect that used to be when we hear about the history of, like when I listen to the history of the Zulus, I heard that men respected women. One thing that I notice that is happening um, in the Zulu nation is that we have this thing called Ugu um, which is checking for, like, virginity testing. And it's happening amongst, okay, so there, there'll be a group of mamas would mentor these young girls. They would teach them about being a a woman. But we don't have the site where the young boys are groomed. And no one is mentoring them. So I think that's where we are losing it. With uh, the absence of fathers, because most people now, when they have children, the fathers run away. They don't take responsibility, and the woman is left alone to raise these kids. And this woman is now supposed, if they they have a, a boy and a girl, the girl will go to maybe to that group and be groomed. But the boy, no one takes care of the boy. Then this boy will grow up, just listening to the society, just... Stealing there and stealing there and hearing there and hearing there. Mm. There's no one who's responsible for this boy. Mm. This boy grows up broken. Mm. I hear you. I hear you. And when this boy now tries to have a relationship with a woman, they clash Mm. because he doesn't know what what he needs to do. Mm. The woman knows what she needs because she's been told she's been. And that gap also of, of not having amakrigiza, because long time ago there used to be amakrigiza who were the elder the elder ladies mm. in around the community mm. there would be an elder lady who's called ikhikiza who look after the young girls and teach them about womanhood about how to carry themselves and all that and there was long time ago someone from who mentor the boys how they shell, how they look after cattle, how they do this, how they do the stick fighting, all of that, (laughs) it used to happen. So there was a balance. So when I had children, I was like, how, what am I going to tell my children if I force them to go to church? If they ask me these questions that I had, Mm -hmm. that were never answered, how am I going to answer them? Mm -hmm. So I decided, no, I won't send my children to church. When they grow up, they will decide for themselves what religion they want to follow. Because I'm not fit mentally, emotionally, and otherwise to convince them mm. to, to that church is good. Meanwhile, it wasn't good to me I hear that yeah. Mm. Freedom After by the Nelson Mandela Foundation is produced by Showcast Media, an original score by Subusile Kaba, and cover artwork by Paula Maneli. The Freedom After podcast is supported by the Old Mutual Foundation. My name is Nawo Mohopa. Thank you for listening.